believe every person has a right to basic knowledge of how to optimize their mind, body, and spirit. Here, I bring to you influential individuals and ideas to help you live a more healthy, fulfilling life. I'm Julie Fouché, and I'd like to welcome you to Pursuing Health. Welcome back to Pursuing Health. This is episode number 31. I'm so excited to share this episode with you. Here I sit down with Robert Porter and his coach Patrick Flannery to discuss his very transformative journey with CrossFit. Rob has a very common story. He was a swimmer growing up and active through high school and college, but as the years passed, like for many of us, he became more sedentary, he wasn't eating well, and his weight eventually peaked around 240 pounds. What's not so common about Rob is that he then decided that he needed to make a change in his lifestyle, and he stuck to it. However, his first experience with CrossFit wasn't as smooth as he would have hoped. Luckily, his childhood friend, Pete Katz, who was another guest on episode 16 of Pursuing Health, finally convinced him to give it another shot a year later. That time, he found the right affiliate and community for him. And since then, he's changed his diet, he's lost 90 pounds, and he's influenced dozens of his friends and family members to change their own lifestyles as well. I caught up with Rob and his coach, Patrick Flannery, at his affiliate, Great Lakes CrossFit in Bedford Heights, Ohio. Here I learn more about Rob's journey, Patrick's approach to coaching, and what made this affiliate and community a perfect fit for Rob. Before we get started, I have a few quick reminders. First, if you're enjoying the podcast, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and consider giving it a five-star rating. Please also head to my website, juliefouché.com. There you can enter your email to stay in the loop with the podcast and everything else I'm doing with my bi-weekly newsletter. I'm also always looking for inspiring stories to share, just like this one here with Rob. If you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send your story to me at info at juliefouché.com and I'll select some to share on future episodes. If you're interested in training with me, check out my program through Beyond the Whiteboard. This is the actual training I do now five days per week, one hour per day, scheduled out for you minute by minute for warm up to cool down. Through the end of June, we're offering a free two-week trial of the programming, so it's a great time to check it out. For more info or to try it out for yourself, visit beyondthewhiteboard.com slash juliefouché. So with that, let's get started here with episode number 31 of Pursuing Health, featuring Rob Porter and his coach, Patrick Flannery. Welcome back to Pursuing Health. I'm here with Rob Porter and Patrick Flannery. We're here at Great Lakes CrossFit, um, and where Patrick is the head coach and runs the gym, and Rob is a member. And I actually met Rob back in the fall at Whole Foods, of all places, um, but come to find out that he is friends with Pete Katz, who I've had on the podcast previously, also has a very interesting story, So, and I'm going to be finding out a lot of this for the first time here, too, so very excited to talk about that. So I thought maybe we could just get started and talk a little bit about your background, Rob. Sure. Maybe growing up, were you ever into sports, or kind of what, what was your background early on? Sure. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Um, I grew up here in Cleveland in Shaker Heights. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, was a swimmer as a kid. Okay. Um, sort of peaked after seventh or eighth, ninth grade, somewhere mm-hmm. in that range. But, uh, you know, was swimmer and active as a kid. Uh, played all sports, really, but that was the main one. Okay. Um, and... Uh, you know, been a lifelong Clevelander, went, went away for college and came back after college to to work back in my hometown. Awesome. Did you stay active through high school and college or? Through high school. Okay. Um, things started to change probably in or around college. Okay. Um, I mean, I was a camp counselor, I was a camper at mm-hmm. an overnight camp mm-hmm. my whole life and Peter and I actually went to the overnight camp together. Oh, okay. And, um. I was real active at camp and all the different sports, mm-hmm. ran ran the swimming up there. Okay. Um, taught swimming, ran the swimming. Um, was a uh, water safety instructor, ran pools and all that kind of stuff. Um, probably through college. 
um, and was real active probably through through college and then things sort of changed after that okay so how did things start to change um i think it really changed you know lifestyle changes you know you you come back and you get your first job and you start working and um and what do you do for work um i am a health insurance broker okay so i have my own health insurance brokerage firm um i worked for a big uh a health insurance company for a mm-hmm. long time too, uh, Medical Mutual of okay. Ohio, um, and uh, you know you're out entertaining and going out with clients, mm-hmm. and you know it, you you become more sedentary. Sure. Um, then you get married and you have kids and things change. Priorities change. And priorities change, and you know I sort of things you know you gain two or three, four pounds a year, and mm-hmm. things change. All of a sudden, you're not the same person. Absolutely. So, as you said, things started to change. Job, family, you're not working out as much anymore, maybe not eating as well anymore. What sort of changes did you notice in your everyday life and then in your health? Well, I mean, I think everyone around me have noticed it a lot before, more before okay. I did. Um, between snoring and, um, you know, just, uh, you know, I didn't see it. Um, my doctor never really pushed hard to make changes. Okay. Because um, my blood work and numbers were all, you know. Okay. okay normal. Normal, right? but <laughs> not so normal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it, it was a gradual climb, you know. So, you know, you, you, you look in the mirror 20 years later mm-hmm. and it's like, whoa, is that the same person? Right. You know, I started playing some music and saw myself on videotape and, um, uh, you know, doing these gigs and, you know, family and friends were all talking about wanting to do interventions mm-hmm. and, but then they would have to change lifestyles and just all of a sudden it just, I knew, I knew after we took a family trip to San Francisco and I had eaten my way through that city in mm-hmm. 10 days and I knew when I came back, I didn't know what the change was going to be, but I knew eventually I'd have to make some changes what you talked a little bit about your blood work being normal your doctor not really necessarily feeling like you had anything wrong that they had to address um did you have any did this lead to to any health problems or any diagnoses or at what point do you think your health was at its worst during this time um probably right before I started, okay. you know, changing my diet and changing my exercise patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I had fatty liver. That was the thing that probably the doctor was most worried about. Okay. Um, and I know my cholesterol was borderline, mm-hmm. but not bad enough to be on medication. Okay. Blood pressure was still seemingly okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, and I, I didn't know I felt bad until I felt good. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things that, you know, I it just creeps gradually. It, you don't even notice. You the don't, difference I didn't notice it's it. A little you know, maybe it was day. hard for me to bend over and pick something up or t- simple things like right. tying my shoe was not as easy, you know, mm-hmm. as it was when I was a kid. But, mm-hmm. you know, you manage it, you, you know, you, right. you got to keep moving. Right. And I think that's a great point to make, too, that you didn't necessarily have a whole list of diagnoses or you weren't necessarily on a ton of medications, but you still but yet you were still not very healthy at that Correct. point. I was on no medications and I wasn't very healthy and I was mm-hmm. snoring and the family was driving me crazy and, <laughs> you know, and how, I, how I ended big up, were you? I'm trying uh, to remember how much you weighed when you came in. I came in, I was about 235, 240 pounds. Okay. Um, which is probably my peak. Okay. Um, and it was gradual for a lot of years. And then the last couple of years, I probably even spiked even more. Um, another one of our current members, um, uh, who I brought in about three months after me, mm-hmm. um, you know, he and I ate a lot of meals together for work and, and, uh, it was, we were bad influences on each other <laughs> and now we're positive influences on each other. So that's um, great. Yeah. So you, you got to this point where you felt like you had to make a change. You went on the trip maybe a, a number of factors coming together from hearing from different people or the snoring yes. or the fatty liver. What change did you start out with? Um, 
it was really that summer when we were up at the summer camp. Mm -hmm. Peter and I had a long talk. Peter Katz and okay. I had a long talk. Um, and uh, Pete and I have been friends since we were five years old. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've been through a lot in our lives together. And uh, everything from kindergarten, we were college roommates for a few years. And wow. so, um, and I've watched Pete go up and down with his weight. And mm -hmm. me, it was more of a steady up. Okay. Um, you know, because I was always skinny as a kid and things then just changed. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, he, we were just talking at the camp. And um, he's the one who encouraged me to, you know, maybe try to make some lifestyle changes again okay and um you know try crossfit again try changing my diet and because I, I i watched what he did because he started crossfit maybe eight months prior to that okay and you now you say try crossfit again so you what, what tell me about the first time you heard of crossfit what did you think and then yeah, your maybe your first experience that's a good question um the first time i heard of crossfit was probably about four years ago now. Okay. Um, so I think it was like late spring, early summer mm -hmm. of four years ago. So that's 2012. Mm -hmm. um, a friend of mine had uh, invested in a CrossFit gym and he and his wife were doing awesome with it. And mm -hmm. I saw big changes with them. And okay. He suggested I try it, thought I'd really like it mm -hmm. and went for a trial class. And I walked in at you know, I probably wasn't at my peak at that point mm -hmm. weight-wise, but I was pretty heavy and out of shape and went and did the trial class and I was nervous and it was hard. <laughs> and to make it worse, I was, uh, you know, I, I really felt like I got through the workout, but I got sick in the middle of the workout. The okay. trainer was yelling at me to, to keep moving. She kind of sat in her office and yelled at me and screamed at uh. me after teaching me the movements and... Um, you know, I just, I walked out of there thinking, wow, what is this? Right. Um, you know, I haven't done anything in so long and it was, it was harsh and to get yelled at for, for 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it was really, I like, I don't know, I don't get this CrossFit thing. And I walked away thinking that that gym was really for elite athletes okay. and working with people that weren't like me. Mm -hmm. And, um. So it didn't go back after it, that? I, you know, I wanted to, but mm -hmm. I didn't. Um, I knew I needed to make, start making changes. I knew I was grasping at straws back then and mm -hmm. trying to figure out what worked for me. Right. And I just like, ooh, I don't, I called my buddy who was one of the owners or mm -hmm. he might even been there with me that day. And I'm like, that just didn't work for me. Wasn't for you. Yeah. And he's like, oh, keep trying it. You know, it, it's, it's really not like that. Um, you know, it, this is the harsh side of it. But I'm like, no, I just, I, I got to find something that, you know, will gradually ease me into this. Right. And I'm like, I'm not for me. Okay. So I did not go back. So what did you do in the, in the meantime? How long was it before you had that conversation with Pete and what were you doing? It was probably a little over a year that okay. we had that conversation. I remember thinking when I was out at his house and he told me he was going to try CrossFit, mm -hmm. I was thinking to myself, oh, <laughs> good luck, you know, right. be, I, careful. I, be careful, you know, good luck, all those kind of things. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, um, you know, and I didn't really want to dissuade him or anything like that. I'm like, you go and make your own decision. Right. And then I saw him really thriving with it and mm -hmm. changing his diet and doing different stuff. And, it, uh, it was at camp, but that summer, that, uh, summer of 13 that we started talking and he's like, Oh, you should really try it again. Mm-hmm. And that's when I kind of realized that all gyms were, you know, and boxes were really different. all the same. They're different. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I needed, I knew I needed to make changes and mm -hmm. I was even bigger at that point. And, um, it was time, you know, to try something else. And I really trusted Pete and, mm -hmm. um, I so said, okay, when we got back from camp, mm -hmm. I'd do some research and, um, try to figure it out. Mm -hmm. So that's when another camp friend of ours, my friend Joe, and I, after I did some research, Joe was one of the people who was really saying he was worried about me too. Mm -hmm. I said, uh, we came here at the end of August of 2013, when we, about two weeks after we came back from our week at the camp. Awesome. And uh, that's when I met Patrick. met Patrick and absolutely changed my life walking in, in this door. Wow. Um, it's really crazy. 
crazy things. Good, so, great crazy. <laughs> in a very good way. Very positive way. So, Patrick, do you remember first meeting Rob and kind of what were your thoughts about about him as he got started? I remember precisely that <clears throat> Saturday. It was pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and every Saturday we do our introductory class uh, for people that want to come in and check things out. And that day it had just been the two of you, right? Right. And I said, all right, we're going to keep this super simple. We're going to do like 10-minute work, get mm-hmm. you warmed up and see how you move. And two minutes in, they're out at the back door. Just oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, and again, I, same thing. Same kind of and, thing. And I'm just, I'm like, oh, man, this, <laughs> they're not going to like this. This is, and I, I really, I was trying to pull it back for them, but, yeah. um, and, it, you know, the heat and probably nerves and, but they got through it and um, I had my next uh, starter group begin a six-week program. He's like, I'm going to do it. I'm in, do it, mm-hmm. showed up every class, went through it, stuck with it, changed his diet, uh, very clean, lean diet, um, and really just kept showing up and doing the work mm-hmm. and was consistent with it, and it obviously paid off for him. Absolutely. I'll never forget uh, doing knees to elbows that day, the first day. <laughs> that's, that's been his big thing. It was That was one of the benchmarks where he'd hang from the barn. It was like knees here, knees here, and then all of a sudden – after months mm-hmm. of, it's like a kid on Christmas getting his first toes <laughs> to bar. Yeah. So I wow. mean, part of we do birthday workouts here, mm-hmm. and part of my birthday workout is uh, has knees, knees to elbows knees to in elbows. it because you know that was the, kind of the first benchmark kind of for me. Right. When I was able to get my knees to yeah. my elbows, and you know now I can start kipping them, and you know, I, and it's just, it that was a huge light bulb and. Yeah, I mean, the best thing I ever did was come back, mm-hmm. and Patrick's attitude was so different uh, compared to the other gym. I mean, it's not the screaming and the yelling, much more gentle. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I've, I said from the beginning, I'm willing to put in the work. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to show up. I'm willing to work hard. You can push me to my limits, mm-hmm. but I work for myself now, and I got to be, I'm concerned about getting hurt. Mm-hmm. So push me, but don't break me <laughs> and you know and it's a fine line and you know Absolutely. I'm not gonna I'm not a you know I'm competitive but I'm not gonna be a games athlete and I'm doing this for me I'm competing with me mm-hmm. and uh, you know push me and if we have to go five pounds lighter instead of and keep it so I can mm-hmm. do it effectively versus five pounds too heavy where I'm gonna get hurt right. I'd rather go five pounds error on the five pounds of too light or just right right and that was important to me and i, I, I was i would say I'm, I'm willing to i can always work with unable mm-hmm. someone's unable to squat to this box they can squat to you know but i can't work around unwilling mm. so i love that someone is willing to do it and go through whatever they need to go through that's one thing mm-hmm. yeah like i said he was very limited um all right we're going to do it this way instead of doing it that way mm-hmm. and so yeah that's I like to say that I can work with unable but not unwilling. Not unwilling. Love and that. That's fair. And I'm willing to put in the work and I'm willing to, to, to put in the effort. Mm-hmm. Um, it just was I couldn't physically do certain things at the time. Mm-hmm. Now, two and a half years later, things are really different. Very and different. I'm really proud <laughs> of where, you know, we've all come. But, uh, you know, those first bunch of months were trying. Um, Joe and I ended up taking different paths. Joe went through and just uh, did the fundamentals in. and jumped in. He was in not great shape, but much, much, much better shape than me. And okay. he's in great shape now. And, um, you know, for me, I thought Patrick's six-week executive class was the way to go. Um, it's three days a week. It's at a regimented time. Mm-hmm. You're doing it with other people that are fairly new mm-hmm. to CrossFit. You know, we take a little bit longer to go through the movements before we start the workout a lot more hands-on and so those first six weeks were really critical to me show up every day Mm -hmm. and never you know you don't miss you show up you do it and you really get the basics down and then it was really at the end of the six weeks is when I changed my diet okay Um, everyone kept telling me you got to change your diet first and then you've got to you know start the exercise Mm -hmm. for me that didn't work for me there was something that we're all different sure. and everyone's got to find their own way and their own path. And, um, for me, I had to do the exercise first, put the time in, in the gym 
I figured if I'm working this hard in the gym, I'm not going to put the junk back in my body. Right. So after, actually it was Pete and I who were on another trip together. We okay. were on a college reunion. And that was kind of my last hurrah with food. <laughs> and when I came back, um, I've really been primal paleo since. Okay. And um, I'm really disciplined and regimented with my food now. Um, I've done a total 180. Mm -hmm. um, I've given up uh, all processed sugar, um, bad carbs, and, you know, I don't deviate. I mean, I really stick to my plan and... Mm -hmm. And eat. it's just the way I eat. It's my lifestyle. It's who I am now. And it's clearly paid off. What it, What is your, if you don't mind me asking, what is your weight now? How much weight did you lose altogether? I lost about 90 pounds. Wow. Um, um, I'm down to my high school weight, which is, you know, about 155, 156. That's incredible. Not I'm a lot of people can say that. <laughs> I'm at my high school weight. No, I'm <laughs> back to my high school. I, I was I was almost, I was pushing a 40 waist. I was like 39, mm -hmm. 40 waist. I'm down to about a 31, 32, wow. uh, depending on the clothes mm -hmm. and the cut. Um, but yeah, I I feel great, and um, my weight's really stayed between 155 and 160 for the last two years. Wow. I really lost all the weight in the first uh, 11 to 12 months. Okay. And then I've toned. I really, you know, every, every my fam my sister was like, oh, you're going to need plastic surgery and this <laughs> and that with all this weight loss, and I'm like... Nope, I'm just keep going to CrossFit, mm -hmm. and uh, I totally toned up as I lost the weight, and it, you know, no surgery needed for me. Wow. Um, I feel feel so different. I move different. I feel different. Yeah. What are some of the ways that you notice it's changed the way you feel or the way that you live your life even outside the gym? Um, more energy, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, you know, I. Uh, you know, I don't even like taking off days these days. It's really, it's, it's really <laughs> weird. Tell him to, to take a rest day. Tells me, <laughs> you know, I'm here probably five days a week. When I'm not here, I'm trying to do yoga or go for a run or do something mm -hmm. active, recovery kind of stuff. Okay. Um, usually, I try to take one day where I do nothing. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, you know, I'm a, I'm different. I'm a different person for sure. And the food habits are, you know, totally different. Mm -hmm. And but once I got into a routine with both, mm -hmm. it's really been. You know, mm -hmm. I have to say it's easy now that, you know, yeah. it's just, I think we're creatures of habit and, you know, I've made good choices and I'm in good habits mm -hmm. and, uh, and it's funny, the weight loss part was, and coming to the gym was almost easier, the weight loss than the weight maintenance. Mm. The weight maintenance took me some figuring out. Okay. Once I got to the weight I was wanted to be, mm -hmm. trying to maintain the weight was, I seemed trickier in some respects than what, losing can you it. talk more about that like you you how did you what were you noticing and how did you approach it you know i, I mean i would walk into places and people wouldn't recognize me and it was kind of kind of fun and kind of weird at the same time <laughs> you know my own aunt didn't recognize me in an elevator when i was visiting in florida wow. um clients i'd be walking in who i see certain clients only once or twice a year yeah and they didn't recognize me until i started speaking because they know my voice because mm -hmm. my voice didn't change. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, funny stories like that. Um, but it's encouraging. People are really supportive encouraging as you're losing the weight mm -hmm. and they see the differences and the changes. Mm -hmm. And then psychologically, that kind of stuff stops. And then it's like you're in this island by yourself. Right. Now this is who you are again. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, it's you. Then you, you've got to figure it out on your own. And, uh, you know, you've met this goal mm -hmm. and I didn't have this goal to shoot for anymore of this weight. Right. And I'm like, okay, so now, now it's going to motivate, it's gonna you. motivate yeah. me and you got to find other goals and other things mm -hmm. and other milestones. And you know, it's other milestones in the gym. Patrick and I have talked about hitting different milestones to keep me motivated or, mm -hmm. you know, I never thought I'd want to run a half marathon, but you know, I'm going to run a half marathon. So what are some of the other milestones that you've, hit in the gym or things you've been able to do that you never thought uh, when you started unassisted pull-ups unassisted pull-ups pull i mean I i've done murph the last two years with uh no bands mm -hmm. wow. and uh strict pull-ups because i have mobility issues so mm -hmm. kipping is uh, for the pull-ups are hard for me mm -hmm. so it's strict pull-ups toes to bar knees to elbow are all real good mm -hmm. um 
you know, my running time when I started, you know, we would run a mile. My time was probably 13, 14 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm now sub seven. Wow. Um, I was really happy when I got under seven minutes for a mile. That's a huge milestone. Yeah. Um, so that was mind boggling to me. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my squatting depth has gotten much, much better. Mm-hmm. I can squat to the ball now and get, you know, get there. I'm not saying it's perfect, but, you know. <laughs> it's never going to be perfect. No, no. <laughs> but my squatting's getting better. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I'm willing to put in the time and the work, and I show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, athletes like Robert, it's a good um, challenge for me in the sense that, like, um, not everyone that walks through the door is perfect mobility, great shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, one of, the, one of the pillars of CrossFit is the unknown and unknowable for the athlete. Right. But it should be the same way for the coach. Sure. Where, you know. <laughs> Oh, great. Your squat's good. I'm going to sit over here and read. Yeah. Versus, well, how are we going to get you in this position versus how we got you in that position versus you? So it keeps me on my toes. I'm still figuring out new ways to explain how to do a clean to people. Mm-hmm. Just because what works for you and what works for you are going to be different things. So as good as it is for him, it's just as good for me to learn new ways to do or teach the same thing. Right. I mean, a good example is that, you know, for a long time I've been squatting facing the wall mm-hmm. or facing a box mm-hmm. or squatting down to a ball or a box and you know it just mm-hmm. and people around you know my fellow Jimmy I mean they're not doing that but mm-hmm. that's okay right you know I'm doing what I need to do and Patrick's made modifications to help me learn and mm-hmm. and grow and it's good and great that you have the patience to stick with that because I think mm-hmm. a lot of people don't realize oh maybe I'll do that for a month and then I'll be fine but it Sometimes it doesn't happen in a month. Months, Sometimes it doesn't happen in a year or two years. But as long as you're, like you said, consistently making improvements um, and have goals to chase and are focusing on you, um, that's going to be better for you in the long run. Absolutely. You know? And I, you know, I don't look at the person next. You know, mm-hmm. We all sort of chase each other in the clock. Sure. But the reality is I'm chasing myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm here for me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and... So if I've got to do things a little differently or someone needs to, and, and we all encourage each other, no matter, you know, where people are at. Right. And that's the other thing I really like about the atmosphere we have here at Great Lakes is, um, you know, we're, we're, everyone's amazing and mm-hmm. it's an amazing community of people and support group and we help each other in the gym and out of the gym. And it's, uh, that part's been life changing also. It's a whole new Absolutely. community of friends. Every, um, kind of that point every now and then, people will be here to talk about the little milestones, the little benchmarks, mm-hmm. the consistent improvement. And someone will say, you know, someone, you know, so-and-so just beat me by five seconds on that. <laughs> They'll just dwell on it and it eats them up. And it's like, well, yeah, but you're a 45 year old woman who just did 50 pull-ups in a workout. How many of your friends outside of here can do that? Right. Okay. Good point. And it's kind of bringing everyone putting it in perspective outside of here right. versus just focusing on what's going on in here is another way to keep that motivation, keep people moving. So true. That perspective is so important. And like people who gravitate towards a CrossFit gym are going to be people who are constantly chasing perfection and are always going to no try cl- to no nitpick closure. and look at, you right. know, what could I have done better or what, you know, focus on the negative things sometimes when in reality, everyone who's here yeah. has got a lot a lot going for them. So what was it like going back to the doctor after you had made a lot of these changes? That was really that physical I went. Um, I had this goal of going back to the doctor after I lost 50 pounds. I knew it was my my end goal, Mm -hmm. but it was kind of my end goal when I started. But then once I started losing the weight, I'm like, oh, I really can get where I want to be. So, but my goal was, I was scared to go to the doctor. I hadn't been in two years, knew my old numbers. and um, at 50 pounds, I went and scheduled a physical. <laughs> and I walk in, and uh, he kind of had a heads up because we have mutual, we're friends and we have mutual friends. Okay. And my friend Scott, who's at the gym here too, and who started three months after me, had made some similar changes. Mm-hmm. Not, as, not quite as drastic, but we had gained and lost the weight together. Okay. And he sort of gave our friend, our doctor, Dr. Podol, the, the heads up. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, when he actually saw me, he was pretty blown away. Yeah. And I had had my blood work done um, before going in for that appointment. Mm-hmm. 
and he just looked at me and said, in all the years he's been practicing medicine, you know, it, he hadn't really seen it or it's been really rare mm-hmm. for someone my age to walk in and have, you know, do the 180 with the blood numbers. Right. Um, my fatty liver disease was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, my cholesterol went from the two years prior because I didn't have a number, mm-hmm. but to two, from 202 to 146. Wow. Um, and my blood pressure was perfect and, um, it just, it was just a complete change. Mm -hmm. And and then I lost another 40 pounds and gained more muscle after Mm -hmm. that. And, you know, the following year, everything was just that the ratios were even Even better. better. And, uh, you know, they, they checked my body fat and I mean, it's just, it's, it's amazing. Um, I mean, I, we were joking. We didn't know what my body fat was when I walked in. Eighty <laughs> percent. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm down to about nine percent body fat. Wow. Um, you know, they put me on some crazy that's scale, incredible. and it's just like, you know, so you know, it works. Yeah, that's amazing. It works, and and what it, did you? What did he think about the approach that you took? He was supportive of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really, you know, I probably should have gone to him, and I felt weird not going to him before I'd mm-hmm. made these changes because most people say go to your doctor first right. and I was you know I, honestly I was scared to mm-hmm. and I just sort of made these changes and did them mm-hmm. and then it's like here I am right. and you know thankfully he's a nutritionist as well as a family doctor okay and uh he was very supportive and very encouraging and said just keep doing what you're doing and mm-hmm. you know fat doesn't make you fat and keep eating what you're eating and mm-hmm. You know, maybe watch a little bit of the red meat, but, you know, I'm eating lean grass-fed meats mm-hmm. and, um, you know, but it's protein, fruits and vegetables. And when I was losing the weight, it was fruit, not so much, but now I've added more fruit more in. Fruit but in. it's, um, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. And he's been um, very supportive. And uh, That's got to be a good feeling to be able to walk into your doctor and, it's a great feeling. and talk about that. It's a great feeling. And, um you know, very I cool. Just, uh, I still look in the mirror and I'm amazed, you know, mm-hmm. of where the changes from, and where yeah. I came from. But proud. So, you talked, Robert, a little bit earlier about the starter program that happens here at Great Lakes, but I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about that, Patrick, and how some of the things that you do in order to cater to people like Rob mm-hmm. when they come in or to help them bring them into the community and the culture here at the gym and then so that it can be something that's sustainable like it has been for Rob? Uh, I mean, it's a very welcoming environment. We've had uh, people here that will say are not so nice and they get weeded out because, no, you know, people avoid them. People don't talk to them. Um, one part of our culture is we have we have a, a party every winter at a bowling alley. We have a Ooh, party fine. this summer coming up, um, a beach party. We go up to the, you know, it's it's more than just coming here and working out. Mm-hmm. We'll go get drinks after we all work out and hang out. And people here have babysat my kid. <laughs> you know, I, I trust these people because I, I see them every day. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll, I have a lot of people's phone numbers. If I don't see someone for two days, everything okay? Yeah. You know? uh, but as far as modifying workouts, um, I've modified so many workouts for so many people that I have yet to find something that can stump me. So there's there's always a way to modify something that someone can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, pull-ups are the, a great example of, I can't pull myself up on that bar. No kidding. You know, right. no, no, not everyone can when they first walk through here, but can you hold on to those rings? Are you able to pull open a door when you walk into somewhere? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Then you're going to grab that ring and you're going to pull yourself up like that. Well, if I get too low, I can't pull myself up. Okay, get up. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, today I was able to get a little bit lower. Oh, but well, you're getting stronger. Mm-hmm. So just, I have yet to find a movement I can't modify for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like the attention to each of your members and then being able to specifically modify and give them that individualized yes. um, prescription for I all really, I really try to um, make it a, a very personal experience mm-hmm. for everybody. Um, you know, I know so-and-so hey, today, you're not going to do pull-ups that way. You're going to do them this way because last week you did them that way. Mm-hmm. How do you remember that? Well, I'm trying to pay attention to what you're doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but I think that really helps with the, the 
culture also feeling feeling that people are cared for mm-hmm. and that, that I really care about what you're doing and I want to see you get better mm-hmm. um, versus just sitting on a stack of weights looking at my phone okay looks good you know um, I really try to deliver and it, it's I mean it's not easy we have some big classes so you'll see me everyone's working out here and you'll see me standing here just getting a broad view of everybody mm-hmm. and just you head up you hips back you know mm-hmm. um I just I I like the interaction. I like working with people. I like them feeling that I care about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And that what that's what makes us probably unique is Patrick coaches about 95, 98% of the classes wow. here. So he knows all of us. Right. You know, extremely well and what we do and and how we modify and can keep moving us in the forward path. Mm-hmm. Um I mean I've now that I've been do, doing CrossFit two and a half years, I drop in all around the country when I'm traveling mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. my parents are in Florida and it's a great gym in Florida, mm-hmm. but it's a 400 member gym. It's very wow. different than our gym. Mm-hmm. And the head coach there is amazing, but, uh, you know, they probably have 15 coaches mm-hmm. and, you know, I don't know them like I know the head coach down there. And right. it's a very different experience, you know, and you see a few of the same faces, but here, you know, we see the, a lot of the same faces all the time, and it's really a, 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 a great culture. Right. I love that. It's true. I think that there's, especially when CrossFit first started and you saw a lot of gyms starting in people's garages and starting really grassroots with those communities and the same coach all the time, sometimes that does get lost in yeah. the bigger gyms and the, you know, multiple coaches, coaches that are only coaching one or two classes a week. Um but like you said, that's the beautiful thing about CrossFit is every gym's different. And so everyone's going to find a different environment that works best for right. them. And maybe there are people who, I mean, obviously there are people who really like that environment of being yelled at and being pushed, right. you know, past their limits, but it's not for everyone. Right. And so and it's I really uh, important to check out multiple gyms and see which one fits for you. I agree that a hundred percent. I mean, I've, I can't tell you how many f- friends of mine in Cleveland and all around the country that mm-hmm. I've been able to help start in CrossFit mm-hmm. over the last two years. A lot. A lot. Do you think you could count or, oh, or even give us an estimate? 30 or so. Wow. Maybe more. Amazing. Um, and imagine it, if each one of them yeah, I mean has 30 more people. At least. It probably <laughs> more. I think, um, I think I've helped unattend consequences i mean i probably helped coach over a thousand pounds of weight loss wow you know friends joined all these different gyms here i mean i have a lot of friends that are here from all different intersections of my life Mm -hmm. i had one friend who actually followed me i hadn't seen in a long time followed me on facebook and Mm -hmm. was watching me and just showed up here one day i mean it's really strange how this has all Mm -hmm. happened um i've helped a college roommate in minneapolis find a gym um I haven't had a friend in Chicago mm-hmm. who helped find a gym. Um, I actually was up there for a meeting and spent an extra day with him uh, teaching him how to eat. Wow. Um, and he's doing amazingly well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I've, I tell everybody, go to a couple trial classes. Mm-hmm. Find the gym that meets your personality. Right. Find the right one. You might like the big one with, you know, mm-hmm. that they're screaming and yelling or the big one like in Florida, which I love that gym, but it's, very different it's a different personality mm-hmm. you know but for a few days it's it, it, it's good mm-hmm. and uh you know but you got to find the right one for you absolutely and uh crossfit is amazing but it's not the same in every in, you know same structure but mm-hmm. it's not the same right and you got to find the right community and the right people and um if you do that and you stick with it, it, mm-hmm. it works. It does work. <laughs> I always say we have uh, we have a lot of really normal people, mm-hmm. to, for lack of a better description, a lot of normal people <laughs> doing really cool things. Uh-huh. Uh, you, know, you wouldn't ex- like I said, you wouldn't expect average guy to jump in and knock out twenty pull-ups, but none of us are elite athletes here, but can do some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Considering, you know, the rest of the population, we are pretty much, I think everyone that's in this gym is pretty elite compared in comparison. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, never thought of myself, you know, Mm -hmm. but now, you know, some stuff I'm doing, it's like, you know, I never dreamed, never dreamed. And I still have, you know, more goals Mm -hmm. and I'll hit them. It's just, 
you know we'll see when steady progress you know but it's it's a slow steady process and i'm gonna keep going absolutely you know, I, I, I love it and the the, the support mm-hmm. you know at all the gyms is amazing i can't thank everybody you know mm-hmm. here you know patrick and everybody here enough you know for you know the encouragement and mm-hmm. you know i almost look at look at it as my support group it's my aa in yeah. a lot of ways there's a lot of similarities there actually. are I've i remember li- learning about aa in med school we had a session and just thinking wow this is like crossfit <laughs> <laughs> one of my other camp I, I, i've got a lot of camp friends you know and uh one one of them's a psychiatrist uh-huh. um a psychologist uh who works with over and under eaters okay and he had been trying to get me to mm-hmm. make changes for years mm-hmm. and every week where we'd spend that week together and he would tell me you know do this or do that and, and you know finally when i found crossfit and started eating primal and paleo um you know he looked at me and said you found it yeah you know it's 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 your aa it's your support group mm-hmm. and the light bulb really went off then and it's like you're right That's you true. know th- this group of people you know is so encouraging in and outside of the gym and mm-hmm. You know, this is the right environment for me. And, and as I've told all my friends that, you know, I've they've come to me since, and again, unattended, but, you know, who want help and, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's eating or you got to find the right combination that works for you mm-hmm. just because it worked for me. But let's figure out what that is for you. Yeah. And a lot of them, it's been CrossFit and mm-hmm. paleo. And do you do much nutrition counseling here, Patrick? I, I'm... Or how do you approach that Capable with your of the very basics. Okay. Um, you know, the, the CrossFit diet prescription in general, I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> I think for the most part, people know, like, eat this, don't eat that. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes you just need to be told that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm definitely no nutrition expert, but I can offer general mm-hmm. guidance on that. It's out there. Yeah. And, you know. Patrick's encouraging and supportive and but yeah I mean I figured it out you know mm-hmm. just uh, Pete was a great help in the beginning because mm-hmm. he had been doing it um, but uh, but again everyone has their own tweaks to it too sure. you know sure. so um, I found what works for me mm-hmm. and I think everybody has to find what their body need you know like right. my body can process dairy a little you know mm-hmm. I don't have the dairy problem mm-hmm. so I eat more primal you know, so I have, a, I have mm-hmm. a dairy problem. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, so, um, you know, that's why I think a lot of people eat paleos because instead of primals, because right. they have, you know, so it's just a matter of finding what works for you. Absolutely. And, and the nice thing too about, again, about the community is you guys, everyone here can help each other and say, oh, this worked for me. This, maybe you want to try this. And it's a constant process of refining right. what you're optimal. Yeah, cause, uh, we have a Facebook page or a private group yeah we have a nutrition group for the gym okay people post their meals or questions um but it's good like we're talking about how everybody kind of knows each other like well so and so tried that why don't you talk to them about it see how it worked Mm. for them okay you know i mean i don't you know i don't usually approach people but if they come to me and ask me advice or help i'm more than happy to help and share my experience and you know help them with a meal plan or whatever and and the crazy thing is i even for for work today, I'm still eating out a lot, mm-hmm. and you know, people are always amazed. The crazy thing is, that first year, I probably lost 65 or 70 percent of the weight eating out every day. Wow. Uh, one or two meals a day. So, what is your approach to eating out? Um, I try to go to restaurants uh, where I know where the food's sourced. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, I have a lot of chef friends <laughs> and a lot of restaurant clients mm-hmm. so i try to go the, you know to their places because i know where this food's coming from okay and i've really learned how to size up a menu really quickly mm-hmm. and uh figure out you know how to cut out the carbs and the sugar mm-hmm. and um you know you could probably hand me any menu and i'll mm-hmm. figure out something to eat there you know everyone's like you know can you of course i can eat there i'll just modify this or right. that and you know, everyone's got quirky requirements today. So, you know, especially at a nice restaurant, you know, decent mm-hmm. restaurant, they're going to figure out how to work that. with you and accommodate you. Um, just like the workout. Just yeah. like the workout, yeah. right? It's all it's all full circle. Everybody's different. Yeah. And everyone's different. And, you know, and my other rule is um, 
uh, no restaurants with a window. So no mm-hmm. drive-throughs. Oh, okay. So <laughs> it's I, like, but what if the view is good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So no, uh, no, no fast food. Right. I've totally cut out fast food in two and a half years. I mean, I would, I would stop at a drive-through on my way home. Mm-hmm. You know, before dinner. Ago, before dinner. Before dinner. And eat a Chick-fil-A <laughs> sandwich or whatever. Right. And now I, you know, the owner there, I got to know, and he, he <laughs> probably, he probably thinks I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I was there so much. Um, one of these days, I, I keep threatening to walk in and just say hello. Yeah, see, um, you probably see won't if recognize you at all. See who I am. <laughs> yeah. But it's, you know, I just don't eat fast food anymore. I, mm-hmm. You know, no processed food, no, you know, no sugar, no carbs. Right. So it's... Uh, and that's such a good point, too, that you can do it even while eating out. Because I think a lot of people just use it as an excuse. Like, oh, well, I'm out, so I might as well have this or eat the right. bread or that's it that they put on my table or whatever so it's more just about making up your mind and having that discipline it's discipline to make good choices and people look at me like i'm crazy because you know i'm once i make up my mind to do something i typically do it mm-hmm. and i'm disciplined and um yeah i you know the, the, the people that have their off days and once a week or whatever mm-hmm. i just i know food's a slippery slope with me mm-hmm. and not worth it. It's not worth it to me. And I like the new me mm-hmm. and, and I want to keep going down this path. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is the way I am and this is what I eat now. Amazing. What advice would you give someone who maybe is what is you three or four years ago that wants to make a change, but they're maybe really intimidated to get started or discouraged? What advice would you give? One, you just got to do it. And just go for it. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a slow process. You know, if you're gonna do it right, you know, I lost a pound and a half to two pounds a week. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to have patience. I'm a patient person. You got to have patience. You got to have discipline. Um, do it in baby steps. Have small goals. Mm-hmm. Um, hit that goal and move on to the next goal. Um, but do it in small steps. I mean, even when I started, I went to the gym first and didn't change the diet right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I started with, then I started the diet change and, you know, I still, in those first few months, was still trying to figure it out and, you know, would deviate slightly. Um, and then once I got into a rhythm, you know, and realized I can do this, mm-hmm. then I sort of really was in with both feet and haven't had sugar or processed food or carbs in over two years now. Wow. And it's just, uh, it's crazy to it's me. It's amazing. You know, yeah, it's know. just, it's small <laughs> steps, small goals, but I just tell everyone you can do it mm-hmm. and find a group of people that'll support you. And, you know, y- you don't have to do it alone. There's other people that are going through the same thing, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, at your gym or in your family or, you know, Find a support, you know, support system that works for you. And, um, you know, I've been the support system for a lot of friends and mm-hmm. family. And um, for some people it works and some people it doesn't. But, you know, you can't do that part for them, right. unfortunately. I wish I could. But, you know, they got to put in the work. But, it, you know, I'm proof. I'm just a regular guy. It can <laughs> be done. And I'm really, really happy because of it. And, um, you know, I'm. You know, I, I, th- when I saw myself on video that, that, that last time mm-hmm. when I was playing music in this band and I realized it wasn't me, you know, we were playing out this weekend and now it's, I'm a whole new, you know, new confidence, new person. And sure. it's just, uh, you know, I, I appreciate everything Patrick's done <laughs> and everyone at the gym and it, I'm just thankful, you know, um, you know, I couldn't have done it without him and I, I thank you just doing my job <laughs> so. it's amazing well I want to finish up with three questions I ask everyone so you can both answer um, the first question is three things that you do on a regular basis that you think have the overall most positive impact on your health so you can think about it for a second three things that have a positive impact on my health you have to do them on a regular basis not things that you wish you did <laughs> first would be forcing myself to do the work when I don't want to. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of times 
I coach most of the classes, so I don't get to work out with a group of people and mm-hmm. doing a workout that is unbearable by myself um, is a big, big hurdle for me because I, I could very easily just be like, well, no one's here. No one will know I didn't do it. Um, the other would be making very conscious decisions about what I eat um, in the sense that I'm not just going to grab something and shove it in my mouth. I'm going to, do I want to eat this? Do I need to eat this? And then, yes, no. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the third would be, honestly, really <laughs> trying to sleep mm. as much as possible. Uh, I, <laughs> I say as much as possible because we have a six-month-old baby at home. <laughs> Not like sleeping 13 hours a day. I, um, <laughs> I know a major difference in my ability to work, my ability to work out based on if I got three and a half hours of sleep or six hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will, it, it stinks sometimes, but like I'll get home between seven and eight, we eat dinner and I'm in bed by eight thirty cause I'm up at four thirty again. Mm-hmm. But I have to do that in order to be able to get through the day. Right. I think sleep is really underrated as a source of health. Absolutely. I agree. And hopefully sometimes you get more than six hours too. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> All right. How about you, Rob? So three things. Uh, definitely it's the food mm-hmm. and the discipline in the food mm-hmm. and staying the course and, you know, eating eating primal and mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, not deviating mm-hmm. from my routine there. It's definitely coming and visiting Patrick five days a week and mm-hmm. coming to the gym and putting in the work here. Yeah. Um, I love how you said that, coming and visiting, Patrick. It's not just about the physical work you're doing, but it's about that community It again. is, and I, I, you know, Thursdays are hard for me. Yeah. Um, it's an off day. It's oh, my okay. off day. I'm on the west side uh, with my son okay. uh, for his band practice, and uh-huh. I... You miss your community. I miss my <laughs> people, and uh, so, um, but I know my body needs it right. and appreciates it. Mm-hmm. Um, the third thing, that's a hard one. Um, I've been getting more sleep, but, um, I'm lucky and don't need as much sleep. Okay. Um, I'm always, I'm a night owl and um, I probably, if I get four or five hours sleep, I'm happy. Wow. I'm um, always jealous of people like that. um, (laughs) If I get my four hours, I'm good, but I probably slept more since I've been coming to the gym Mm -hmm. and that's been good. But, uh, the third thing is probably continuing to work on my mobility Mm. and, uh, getting more flexible. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things that I, I still, that's the part. The other two I'm really disciplined on. Mm-hmm. It's the one that uh, um, I'm working on and, mm-hmm. ha- and, and do my yoga once a week. Mm-hmm. But I know I need to improve on, more. still improve on that. Well, that's a great segue. My next question was one thing you think would have a big impact, but you don't necessarily do it or you don't do it on a regular basis. So that might be yours. And that's probably mine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's probably a strength, but it's also a weakness. Okay. You know, I'm doing some of it, but I know I need to do more of it. Um, that would be my limiting factor in CrossFit and my limiting factor in a lot of things mm-hmm. is my mobility. And um, my goal for 2016 and mm-hmm. even going into 2017 mm-hmm. is, you know, get myself more mobile mm-hmm. and be able to kip and um, Mm -hmm. continue to work on my overhead squats and my front squats and get, you know, and I think my mobility is going to, you know, take things even to the next level. And I like how you use that as a, it's not an end goal of like, I'm going to be more mobile, but it's, I'm going to be more mobile so that I can do overhead squats and kip my pull-ups and some of those milestones that you're chasing in the gym. For sure. That's cool. For sure. What about you, Patrick? Anything you... Something I, I wish on? I did better. Mm-hmm. Is that... Um, I wish I avoided dessert. <laughs> <laughs> That's... <laughs> I, I don't... If it's out of sight, it's out of mind. Right. Um, but when I get home... I, when I leave the house, I have basically all my food with me for the day. But when I get home, well, there's some chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> I'm just going to grab one or five before <laughs> I go to bed right. and um, when I don't do it I don't miss it right and then I do it and I'm like oh, why'd you do why that d- yeah um, so I, I try to be pretty disciplined but that's 
I, I honestly, I love dessert, <laughs> so it's hard for me to to cut that out. Right. Well, like you said, though, if it's something that you're doing conscious, or it's something that you're like, well, I'm gonna do this because it's delicious and I'm gonna enjoy <laughs> it and don't feel bad about it, you know. Yeah. But as long as you are making those good decisions, the majority of the yes. time, and you know that you're not gonna. Like Rob was talking about the slippery slope, you know, you can get back into yeah, your I could, routine. I, I, I can not, I can go without it. Mm-hmm. Where if he started doing it again, just be like cookie monster yeah. back into it. Oh, that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. So that's why I don't do it. Right. I mean, I'm not going right. back to the days when I used to wake up in the middle of the night and go to the cookie jar for some unknown reason, have an Oreo, <laughs> which was my first word and I love, and <laughs> eat the whole bag. Right. You know, at three in the morning. And go back to bed. Yeah. But those days, I haven't had a cookie in two and a half years. Wow. Amazing. I had a cookie in a few hours. Two hours. (laughs) Amazing. All right. Last question is, what does a healthy life look like to you? What does it look like? I would say a well-balanced, or I think physical appearance can be deceiving, um, where we, I've had people in here from my introductory class that look like they can curl a refrigerator mm-hmm. and we start doing two minutes of squatting and their face is purple and they walk out the door, but they, they looked like they could really wreck some workouts. But mm-hmm. So um, what it looks like, it looks well-balanced. It looks like someone who, I'm, I'm kind of just talking about CrossFit, I guess, but someone that could go out and run a mile and then throw some weight over their head where they're not, they have muscles in their legs. <laughs> um, I, I, I very much, obviously being here for six years, subscribed to CrossFit and the idea of being well-balanced and well-prepared for everything. So someone that looks like they can do any given task moderately well, I would mm-hmm. say it looks pretty healthy. Love it. Um, I think I'm finally leading a balanced, mm-hmm. healthy life. Um, I think it's you know, broad spectrum. It's eating well. It's coming to the to the to the CrossFit gym and 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 doing our thing here. Um, it's continuing to learn and grow mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I picked up music in the last five years because wow. of my kids. Um, they've motivated me to do that, and it's 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 a balance and mm-hmm. continuing to learn and grow on so many different levels. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think it's mentally and physically and um but i i i finally feel like i have that balance Mm -hmm. and um you know even more so than when i was a kid you know and it's you know i I feel like i've achieved that healthy balance now and i want to just continue to maintain that and uh, and grow awesome well it's so great to see and see you know how happy you are with this balance and how much you've inspired other people maybe not even just the 30 people that you've got to start you know hooked into a crossfit gym but i'm sure there's many other people who you've inspired just to change their life in a small way so thank you for sharing that with us and thank you patrick for having us here at great lakes and we will talk to you guys later thanks (laughs) thanks for all you do thank you Thank you again so much for tuning into this episode. What I loved most about this story was seeing how important the community and the connections were in Rob's success. Not only his relationship with Pete, who had made a similar change, but also how his coach Patrick and his community at Great Lakes holds him accountable now and how he's continued to use his own experience to influence others to make similar changes. It's truly a ripple effect. I also like the discussion of how each person's journey is unique and different. The environment and the strategy that works for one person might not be the best for the next. Unlike his friend Pete, Rob started with exercise before he made any changes to his diet, and that was just what worked best for him. I also loved hearing Patrick's perspective and some of the approaches he takes to coaching and attending to the different needs of his athletes. To make sure you never miss an episode in the future and to receive exclusive content from me, head to my website, juliefouché.com, where you can subscribe to my email list. Also, don't forget to share your stories. If you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please email me at info at I'll choose some of these inspiring stories to share here on the podcast in future episodes. 
Also, if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and consider giving the podcast a five-star rating on iTunes. Don't forget you can train with me for free through the end of June by visiting beyondthewhiteboard.com slash juliefouché. I also love hearing your feedback, so please leave comments under this post on my website, juliefouché.com, and you can also always share your thoughts on social media with the hashtag JFHealth. Thank you again so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time on Pursuing Health.